1: John and Stephen. Thank you, it's Cavendid Comics. I'm your host, John Clark. Michelle Saleh was on the program. It's been a long time since she was on the program. A few years, I believe, uh, when she was talking about New York Comic Con. Uh, but Michelle's has saved up all her energy. You're going to hear a very animated discussion that I had so much fun with. I've known Michelle since college, so we've been friends for 25 years, and she can't really sit still. So this conversation was good for her. And in fact, during quarantine, she's created not only one, but Two non for profit organizations. She just needs something to do. We talk about that, but we also talk about uh, animators. We know her father is Dom Saleo, who was a, a comic artist for Harvey for a long time. And we just kind of get into it. She's my own Elaine Bennis. Let's talk to her. Okay. The way the podcast usually works when we have it, when we used to have it in the same building, was we would. Because it's caffeinated comics, we would go to the kitchen, we would make coffee, we would make an espresso, we'd make a cappuccino, and we'd have like 15, 20 minutes to talk, get relaxed, get used to it so you don't have that awkward like interview. And okay. then eventually you'd go, All right, uh, let, let's, this is podcast talk, let's go in and record it. Uh, with you and I, I immediately regret the la- not recording the last five minutes because you launched, you were, you just launched into an entire story of why women don't like you. Yeah, but that's fine. Because gay men like you twice as much as women ever would. And right, straight guys are really cool with you.
0: They're fine, but then eventually it gets dangerous, right? Then, it, yeah. then it, then, then that somehow, there is like, yeah, yeah, like I, we were having lunch, and then all of a sudden, I, I'm, I'm a tease, or mm-hmm. I said something, and I've been accused of flirting. I, I went out to lunch with a lawyer, right who was this uh he was like a special his specialty was franchising right so i was talking to him because i was thinking about my business this is before i had that show right? and yeah. i couldn't understand i was trying to maximize the value of my little small business whatever so uh I, we go out to breakfast and then we, yeah, we went out to breakfast and at one point during the breakfast he said well you know you really have to decide what you're going to do are you going to you know flirt with me you know keep flirting with me or are you going to you know franchise and I was like oh my god what did I say oh my god
1: like oh and that's your week that's that's your week I live in fear of that moment because like I have I have a few really close friends that are girls um people that listen to podcasts know all of them because I just because I because they're people I get along with well enough that come on the podcast (laughs) right right and I'm always always worried that like the last thing I said was a step too far. Like, but if you know them well enough, like, like yeah, but I still a, don't know me well enough. Oh,
0: right, right, right.
1: I don't know I, what I'm giving off.
0: I just feel like, and the other thing is like, maybe that maybe these guys are right. Maybe I did say something. I never know because here's the other problem I have. Right. Um, I never know that any, that a person is into me. Yeah. Like at all until like their tongue is in my mouth. And then I'm like, oh, like I, I swear to God, I never know. I'm that, yeah, that idiot. Was,
1: that was definitely, that was definitely my problem. And then he, then it, that switch just flips from, oh, they like me to Maybe they don't like me anymore. <laughs> that's like, yes. that's like a daily thing until right. they eventually leave.
0: So we had that moment where we made out last week, but maybe it's over.
1: Maybe they don't like then, the way I make out.
0: Maybe they don't like the way I make out. Seven days of replaying it. Yeah. Went yeah. On. <laughs> and then the anxiety and then like That's then into- the idea that maybe I liked it. Maybe we could get married.
1: <laughs> there's always, there's always that. I was thinking about this the other day that I think one of the big differences between men and women, when you're friends for a while, and like something happens where like you're both single at the same time and you are never single at the same time there's always that worry about like well what happened if we did and, and it seems like the gender roles is always the woman thinking that'll destroy that might destroy the friendship yeah and the guy I'll tell you now the guy is always thinking I will probably like you more because <laughs> you know you know who you know who I'm not 100% mad at women that have agreed to have sex with me <laughs> <laughs> there's a bit of me that is so grateful to every one of them oh my god i i, I never even thought of that now i get it because then you're thinking what if this was all the same plus i could have sex and any anything if a guy sex is bacon if you put it on anything i know be i better get- Oh my God, my mind's blown right now because what
0: we're thinking We just is, started. <laughs> <laughs> because, I, and I'm saying we're, like I speak for the collective female, which I have nothing
1: in common You're with. You're all the females that are on this episode.
0: But <laughs> <laughs> I'm always thinking is, uh, I won't be able to control the true psychotic that I am once the mm-hmm. sex bag is, you know, the, the sex is out of the bag. Did so you like, just call he, it the sex bag? I called it the sex bag, but that's really condoms,
1: right? That would just, yeah, which oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that also has the same emotional effect where I think I'm going back on my whole philosophy because you just said sex bag. <laughs> sex bag. <laughs> <I'm> watching, <laughs> let's open up the sex bag. It's like some that's, it's like letters from a t, from a local TV show in the 70s. Oh, open it up like, the oh, up sex, sex bag. bag. Like this sex comes from Queen, Indiana. <laughs> Like a perverted chuckle patch from the Magic Garden. <laughs> and they never stop laughing. The, <laughs> by the way, the first thing I learned when I left New York in college, my best friend, Bill, who he's been on the show a million times. He went to school in Montana and I like went out there one summer. And that's when I found out the Magic Garden wasn't national. Because nobody knew. Because yeah. we started talking about the chuckle patch and nobody knew what we were talking
0: about. I know. There's, things like that happen <clears throat> and especially since I'm like super old, when newer attorneys come to court, right, mm-hmm. the, the babies, that I'm like 20 years older than now, they're coming from not New York, right? There are all of these transplants. And I saw singing in 1970s jingles that were only on WPIX after school. <laughs> like the jingle to the children's Aid society.
1: I'm really glad they made, they made the, the children's Aid, children's Aid, the Aid society.
0: Aid society. <laughs> and the, that generation
1: weird. doesn't even realize that we couldn't fast forward the commercials. No. Ha- they don't you even had to watch it. understand that. I, I did that now that I'm in an, a new place. Um, I'm paying for internet. I'm not paying for cable. So I bought one of those digital antennas. That was like 20 bucks and we hooked it up and we were going to watch the 30 rock special because oh. um, my older son is like, we've been binge watching sitcoms and that's what we <laughs> watch together. He watches Burgers and Futurama every time I turn my back and together right. we just watch 30 Rock and Community over and over. So,
0: oh my God, we're like switching topics, but whatever. Yeah. Who needs segues? We're from I've New York. I've never
1: had one. <laughs> so, you know what? If seg- Segues were supposed to be the most popular way to walk and nobody cares. No one cares no about one cares. segues. So,
0: yesterday we're watching James... My my son's been asking me to watch season four of Bob's right, and I for some reason told him I only watched the first episode, the the uh, Mad Max episode. I was like, only watch the first one. If you want, like, I don't want to watch season five, right? With, has season five come out? I don't.
1: You, wait, did you? I thought you said Bob. I
0: said Bob Burgers. I meant Dead. Rick and Morty. Rick Bob's and Morty Burgers is up
1: to like season ten. Yeah, 13, Rick and Morty's right. season four. In fact, we just we just looked for it, and it's not streaming on anything. It aired. But it's not on Hulu or HBO Max or anything.
0: For it, it, it's on something though, because I watched it yesterday uncensored.
1: Was it uh, on demand?
0: Guess who's coming downstairs right now? That can answer the question.
1: Rick. <laughs> 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 it's very uh, season four, Rick. Let's oh! see what he
0: says. Z! He's like mid mid stair. Zeezy. Yeah, him. Right. Anyway. <laughs> So, anyway, is he coming down? Or is he going up? Anyway, fungal. What season? What, what were we watching Rick and Morty on yesterday? HBO Max. HBO Max. They have season four because I have HBO yeah. Max. Okay. Yeah. So uh, it's it's a whole new experience listening to them first. By the way, clearly
1: enhanced. Oh yeah. So not Olivia.
0: There oh, so good. So the baby who's twelve. Um, so James says to me oh I'm sorry I'm going back he's like you have to watch all of season four because five is coming and blah 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 so I'm looking at it and and it turns out that I had watched every single episode of season four and I just didn't remember it until I started seeing it so the so baby who's like a die-hard um, Bob fan, is watching it because she's old enough now and she's like Oh my God, this is the greatest thing ever! Why have I not been watching
1: oh it? Oh my God.
0: We watched, um, oh the first, the first new episode that I saw was the one that, um, it was in place of Intergalactic Cable, or Interstellar Cable. Yeah. Instead, the new it, was clip the, it
1: was Morty's
0: Mind Blowers? Morty's Mind Blowers. Watch
1: just, that one again, yeah. Oh
0: my God. It's like getting continually punched in the stomach.
1: Yeah. And, and I realized I got bent into it in season one, which was not as dense nor as yes. dark. And then the show has just, like, continued to decline into madness. Yes. And, like, I've already brought my children on the ride. There's no way out.
0: There's no way, there is no way out. But I think, I, I think it's about Dan Harmon's decline into depression.
1: Did you notice season yes. three his wife was removed from the logo and he's sleeping on the couch with empty beer cans? Yes, yeah, I did, yeah,
0: but at one point, i actually i was like, you need to pause this now because I have to digest all of this insanity, like it was it it almost it almost mm, i don't know, cheapens it, it's too concentrated, like i I don't want it diluted, right yeah, but but i want i want to experience all the jokes, i want to have <laughs> Or I want to consume everything and you can't just ram it down my throat
1: like it's too good and what's the rush? Why can't I appreciate it? We were, we were just talking about this about like The Mandalorian and Picard and are like my two favorite shows this year that were streaming and I also realized those were the two shows where they did them once a week. So See? I would watch the show and then I would think about it and then I'd, maybe I'd watch it again yeah. where Stranger Things, I love Stranger Things, season three came out I watched it in a day and a half. I can't tell you one thing that happened. Yeah, that's probably
0: why I couldn't remember any of the season four of Rick and Morty because I watched it like in a day and a half.
1: Yeah, Uh, and it's and then when they come back a year later, there's nothing. I just had a a friend of mine who's been on the podcast. I was looking for something to binge watch that was like that wasn't intense that I could like work during. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and everything I'm watching is like stop everything and pay attention. And she was saying, Oh, you should go back to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. It got good. Mm. So I went to Netflix and it took me like, I watched like the beginning of like three episodes before I was like, Oh, yeah, I saw this. I saw this. I finally found where I dropped off and then I started watching it and I still couldn't understand it. I was like, When was the last time I watched this? Because the story was still continuing. And they're like, Remember what happened? I'm like, No. No, I couldn't even do it.
0: That's what that's the, the problem is, it's too dense and we are very old.
1: We are very. And the
0: dementia is setting in.
1: Yeah. But also, we have money. Because when I was a kid, I can tell you what happened in every single comic book I bought in the 80s because I could only buy like four a month. So I would just read it over and over and over and over. Now I get a comic, I finish it, I put it on a pile, I never see it again. The next issue comes out, I go, what? Like, I I forget when I miss issues now.
0: And. There's only a finite number of episodes of the Justice League. So you've seen them all four or five yep. times. Yep. That's a very good point. And yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah I'm, I st- didn't, I'm starting to save Batman the animated series for like special occasions because I've seen it so much.
0: I'll tell you what I didn't watch that you're going to be shocked. Yeah. I didn't watch The Mandalorian.
1: It was good. Shocked. Of
0: course uh, it was good. If you don't
1: want to pay for Disney Plus, that doesn't shock me.
0: I have it for free.
1: Oh, then I joined something
0: else. So I should be ashamed. Yes, I know. But it it gets to the point where I'm supposed to save it to that kid. Yeah. And then he goes ahead and watches it because he's got, you know, he is my geek network. So I don't have anybody else to watch these things with my girlfriends. and not, you know, the wine ladies, you know, those ladies like it's wine o'clock. Like, and I'm like, hi, me too. I do that. (laughs) (laughs) I have a jug of water. Like, this is me. I try to be those ladies. <laughs>
1: You're yeah, the water jug lady.
0: I'm the water jug lady.
1: Yeah,
0: but anyway, uh, so I save all these shits for him, and then he 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 bails out on me. He watched the entire season of The Mandalorian at school because he goes to like a geek tech school.
1: Yeah, <laughs> so, well, I'm having the, the op- I'm having the opposite now that the boys are not here every day, because like I said, like two three years ago, Ben and I, Ben got really into The Good Place, which. Do you, do, oh, you have seen with Kristen Bell and Ted Danson? Ah, oh, that's your next oh, yeah, show. yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that yeah, it's, good? It's amazing. It's amazing? amazing. It's all on Netflix. I made the mistake. I watched the first four. I was like, yeah, I get it. And then the minute I quit, they, that show blows up its premise almost every episode by the end of it. We're just like, I don't even know what this show is about anymore, but it's genius. You're writing it help. down. I'm writing I'm it down. Sh- I'm pretty sure they put the final season on there, but he got really into it. So then we started watching. Uh, it was created by the same guy who created Parks and Rec. So then we started watching Parks and Rec. Oh. Then we started watching The Office. Then we started watching Seinfeld. Then I would squeeze in like little weird British things. I'm like, we're watching the Young Ones this week. <laughs> <laughs> you are good, Daddy. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. And then and then I brought home like the Beavis and Butt Head DVDs, and that was the end of that. And so. The last few years we've just been going, going, like doing all the big ones. And then uh, I decided the next one would be Everybody Loves Raymond because it's long and it's good yeah. and it's easy to watch. And we're, as I said, we're watching 30 Rock and Community again because we don't have anything to watch. So but Peacock you know has it. You, <laughs> you,
0: you rolled it out like without any care to like what a normal parent would pay attention to.
1: This is what I think about. I'm like, well, well what are we going to do now? We're, we're almost done with, we almost finished started. news radio. <laughs> oh, I love that show. See, we watch all the news radio. That's
0: good. But like, but, but everybody loves Raymond is like a family situation comedy.
1: Like, yeah, but it you- wasn't, it wasn't streaming on anything. It wasn't like it was on Netflix years ago. We couldn't find it, and there's like nine seasons. I'm not buying nine seasons. So then this last week, Peacock I'm buying nine seasons. That's uh, like a hundred bucks. Um, then uh, so Peacock came out, and right. I get Peacock for free because I have Comcast. So right. I had it, and I'm like, "That's the next show we're watching. We're watching this." Yeah, and then. Now he's not here all the time, and now I want to watch it. And I'm like, well, I can't watch the next. You gotta one. save that. Now I gotta save it. So now I'm watching like I'm watching the Dick Van Dyke Show again because Carl Reiner died.
0: Right. Oh my God, Benediga.
1: Oh. <laughs> I want everyone to know that you just like made the sign of. The I cross. crossed myself. You're almost genuflected. There's a knee up in the frame.
0: <laughs> for the Jew, I know. It was, it, <laughs> for the Jew that died, I don't know what the what the Jewish version of. Of there's no jewish version
1: of the cross they just tried to ignore that people were being put on them
0: what what is rest in peace and you know we should find out and you know what rest in peace in yiddish would be because in sicilian clearly it's benediga, which okay. is you all have to say this you oh you, but for
1: carl reiner i thought you were just carl reiner be, that's why i, I thought you said were just it. trying to be inclusive
0: no because carl <laughs> reiner died it's a yeah. knee jerk it happens Oh, what we happened? had this thing.
1: We were watching the Larry Sanders show. That was the last show we finished. Oh, HBO yeah. Max has it. So we were watching all of the Larry Sanders show. And the saddest moment I had was um oh God, who's on it? Burt Reynolds was on it. And then like uh they're on the show and Gary's sitting there and Rip Torn comes up to talk to Burt Reynolds, and then uh, and I go I go to Ben. I'm like, oh yeah, because I'm old now. So I just go, oh yeah, that guy's dead. And he goes, which one? And then I went, all of them, but Jeffrey oh. Tambor. Like, can you
0: imagine if all, you had that gone. in the
1: Death Pool? Jeffrey Tambor would you wouldn't take Jeffrey yeah, Tambor? He's
0: a sole survivor, right? He's been old since he was on Three's Company. Yeah, yeah, he was on the Ropers. See, what about comedians and cars getting coffee?
1: Yeah, uh, that we jump around. He kind of has to care who the other comedian is. And like,
0: sometimes, you know what I find interesting is that sometimes with that show, the best episodes don't even include comedians, right? Like, that sometimes, yeah, well, that wasn't even a good one though. Like, yes, <laughs> like I said, the best episodes, like, I didn't say some episodes don't include comedians. But the Mel Brooks Carl
1: Reiner episode uh, is I watched golden. that again when he, when he died. Now, it's incredible. It's still one of the funniest jokes I ever heard. Uh, Carl Reiner just said it off the cuff. He said, they, he, goes, he goes, yeah, we watch movies every night. And Jerry's like, what movies do you watch? He goes, we like any movie where somebody says, secure the perimeter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> so genius. And, and, then- and that's what I'm doing. Watching the Dick Van Dyke show, I realized that uh, first of all, it ruined my life because I used to watch it in college when we were both at Brooklyn College. Nick and Knight would put it on at midnight. And
0: yeah. then
1: I thought, oh, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to become a comedy writer, and then I will marry Mary Tyler Moore. And then so, I spent a lot of years trying to be a comedy writer <laughs> trying to meet Mary Tyler Moore. <laughs> and that's, how, did, you know,
0: how, I wonder about people that write, comedies for sitcoms because in that episode of comedians and cars getting coffee Mm -hmm. mel brooks tells that fantastic story of the lawyer friend that didn't want to be a lawyer he wanted to write comedy and he wound up being a co-writer on blazing saddle yeah yeah you hear these crazy stories and then i think the way that he did it is he wrote an
1: episode of get smart yeah yeah mel brooks was running get smart yeah yeah.
0: So he wrote this episode of Get Smart, and then he was just like, I'm taking you to Hollywood with me. Said, a, why couldn't I have been that lawyer?
1: I don't know. There was, there was, a, there was a writer uh, named Peter Melman who was – he wrote an article that Larry David liked, so they hired him for Seinfeld. Cool. And he wrote some of the best Seinfelds. I, I, I don't know. Like, I, I, have, I have very good friends that have been on the show that are writers on television, and when I talk to them, they just, they just treat it like I treat my job. They're like, uh, this thing. I you know my my friend Peter Emmerich, who I was talking about Mm. earlier,
0: he's a he's an illustrator, an animator. He did a Netflix show recently. He did the he did Harvey Kids. Okay. Holy cow, I have to tell you this crazy story. His
1: stuff is brilliant. I was just saying before we recorded, I knew Peter through you. And he was one of those people that I liked and I got along with and then just left my life and then you two were talking on facebook and i'm like oh yeah peter so i added him he added me back and everything he posts is some of the most brilliant art i've ever seen it's incredible he's like a lichtenstein
0: he you know what's interesting he i knew him when he was 15 and when his art was not that good (laughs) and it it's been amazing to be you know to to know you and Peter for 20 years yeah, tw- is amazing in and of itself.
1: You and I are like, tw- we're at least 25 years. Of, we've been out of school for 25 years. So Holy cow. All right. 27. I
0: said at least, at least 20. At least. <laughs> All right. At least. You're, you're right.
1: Yeah. This is why you're a lawyer. You found the one, you found the way my sentence could have been wrong and you could have been right. And you <laughs> <I> switched it. <laughs> you I didn't even realize I did it. I corrected you and you said, no, my wording says I'm still right. <laughs> And you shouldn't have corrected me.
0: I I thought you were going to end that sentence by saying you found the one profession where math doesn't matter. But lo, I missed the part where I lawyered the sentence because
1: it, I do it all the time. I I so wish this was a video podcast this week. Much as you complained, you there's so many hand gestures. <laughs> <laughs> going into the camera and see, see, had you done this on your TV show,
0: it would have been brilliant. If they just they would, would have, have listened, cut it all glasses. out. There was so much hidden behind the scenes stuff and like jokes I was making because I knew the mic was hot about the producers. <laughs> <laughs> but I digress. So <laughs> Peter was so so. I watched his art like, transformed through high school, right, and watched his portfolio grow into something that was just brilliant when he applied to FIT, when he came out of FIT, it, it was amazing, right, his, his artwork was amazing, but still, right, I still was just like, that's amazing, it's amazing that you can do that, it ain't perfect, though, and before I sound like a, a big fat giant snob, my, my, um my father's daughter right so my dad is yeah. a, a a comic book artist
1: yeah your father and- for people who don't know your father's dom soleo who is a comic book artist in the 50s and 60s and didn't he do a yeah. lot of stuff for ec and
0: he did um for
1: harvey comics harvey yeah and the story he- is the story i always like to tell is because people go well that would be somebody that would be great on the podcast and this every time i talk this is the conversation we have did you talk to your dad about the podcast yes What did he say? What's a podcast? What did you say? It's a radio show on the computer. What did he say? Ah! (laughs) And that's that's why he hasn't done the show.
0: (laughs) He just left. I said, you know, I'm doing a podcast with my friend John. (laughs) Tonight. In a half hour, Dad. Why don't you come and do this with me? And he said the exact same thing again. What's a podcast? What does John draw? This time he said, what does John draw? Oh. And I said, nothing. He talks about <laughs>
1: comics. And he said, ah. It could have said I write. Now, now it just seems I, like I, I'm unqualified he, to do this.
0: I don't, I feel like that was the greatest qualification because he probably felt like you were going to talk about stuff that he didn't even know about, you know? Yeah. Because he knows his guys.
1: Yeah. So, okay. So I've had so, some of these guys on. Oh, it's just
0: craziness. <laughs> So my dad, okay, so, so I have my dad, right? So Peter's stuff perf is perfect, like close to perfect, but I'm like, nah, whatever. So he gets a job, he works at Disney. Then he, come, he comes out of, of FIT, he, get, he takes the job at Disney. His artwork becomes completely off the charts. And, if, and here's how you have seen Peter's art. If you have purchased or even seen in the flesh any stamp that has a Disney character on it, he did them, all of them. Those are all his. And then there's also a famous poster that he did called Mickey Salutes America and it's Mickey Mouse um, saluting yeah. the American flag behind him. That's Peter. So he's brilliant and he's, he's amazingly talented and he has got, he does this, he has a line of caricatures that are just amazing. And when he talks about the process of how he creates caricatures, um, I'm blown away. at What goes on in his mind when he's doing it. But he, just he always Robin says-
1: because today, yeah. today was Robin Williams' birthday, and he did one, and it's so simple. It, remind, it reminds me, um, I have a friend, Uriel Cantone, who uh, worked with me at Artisal when I worked at the toy company, and they do these figures called mini mates that are like Lego figures. Yeah. And he could get a perfect likeness on a cylinder with no nose. Like, he, he would just draw the eyes and the mouth right. And he would do a Tony Stark and he'd go, yeah, that's Robert Downey Jr. And then he'd do a Kirk and be like, that's William Shatner. And the hair was a separate piece. And Crazy. it's like literally he would draw two eyes and a mouth and he could get the like, and that that's what caricature is, is taking yes. everything out. Yeah. And, and, and what's Peter's the thing that you
0: think about? Go, it's amazing. Go, right? He'll think about it for like an, for weeks and then 20 seconds, the whole thing's done. Once it, once he puts pen to paper after all of that thought. So I keep getting sidetracked. So 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 Peter does Peter's the art director for Harvey Street Kids, which is a ca- cartoon based on the Harvey comics, right? On the the sort of um incidental characters. Not necessarily Cast for the Friendly Ghost, but um who's the little uh, Red Hot. What's her name? The little the witch anyway. Not little uh, so just what is her name? Right. No. Mama. Not Red Hot, I forgot her name. But anyway. This is the problem to characters.
1: these days. <laughs> so, you and I, who have like a hundred years of comic book experience, are both going like, who is that? Who, who is, who is that? that? I see her in my my head.
0: I don't know, maybe I just avoided it. So anyway, so he he's the art director. Like I said, he is the art director. It's his job to make sure that everything's working and all the characters are perfect and blah, blah, blah. Okay, Peter comes to my house. The whole, the series is done, and it's on the air, and my kids are like, that's Uncle Peter, blah, blah, blah. Okay, Peter comes to my house in September of 2018, and we go down the basement to look at my dad's art studio, and on the wall in the basement, we got framed. We actually bought my dad's art at an auction of comic strips that he did of Casper the Friendly Ghost and of Richie Rich. And Hmm. Peter goes, what the hell is this? So I go, oh, you know, it's my dad's artwork, blah, blah, blah. He goes, what do you mean your dad's artwork? And after 30 years of friendship, Peter learned that my father illustrated Harvey Comics that night.
1: He didn't know at all. He
0: didn't know at all. He didn't know at all. I don't know how that's even possible, but he didn't know. And almost punched me in the head because he starts screaming. He got so much help. Do you know what I had to do to figure out how to draw a tree? What the hell? I was your father goddamn down here right now. So my father comes downstairs and I'm like, Peter didn't know, blah, blah, blah. So he, he, my dad starts drawing Casper and Richie Rich like, like it's nothing, right? Like he's doodling stick figures. And the whole time he, Peter's like wringing my neck. He gets on the phone with all of his staff artists. He immediately has like a, a FaceTime conference, and all he's doing is focusing on my dad's hand drawing. And they're all like, "What is this? What are we looking at?" What is this? He's like, "You know, you know, in the, you know, in the introduction."
1: Volumes of books and research You to draw these characters You piece of shit And you're this. <laughs> you father draws this You know in the introduction of this episode I'm going to have to explain why you're Distorting <laughs> <laughs> You're too much for airpods <laughs> It's true <laughs> I had that happen Um, A friend Uh my friend, Andrew Torres, I was stood up at his wedding. He stood up in mine. We worked at the Museum of Television Radio together. His dad is Angela Torres, who drew for MAD for years and years and years and years. And I was in a pizza place in Philly. And the place was full of like original comic art that was about pizza. And there was a MAD drawing of the Flash delivering pizza. And it said Angela Torres. And I took a picture and sent it to him. And I was like, your dad's art is in Philly. And he's like, he's like, what street and can we get it back? Yeah. You never, we have these things. uh, One, one of the things I love about like comics and comic strips is artists are treating them as disposable. Like I have to get this page done today and then it Mm -hmm. goes up, but then they just, some of them just keep going and going. Yeah. Like I had
0: to to buy my dad stuff back
1: and it was never his to begin with, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, I forget where I put it No, I think it's in my living room, but I've got like i I've got like an original Robin page from, (laughs) By Michael Ringo and he passed away like 10 years after I got it and that was like 10 years ago Whoa! and it's like I have- now it's this p- piece of art that just it's a piece of history now and it's just it's in my living room with a crack in the frame did
0: I tell you about the time that we went to Comic Con with my dad and he ran into his high school friend Neil Adams
1: no I've heard many Ooh. I've met Neil Adams a couple of times and I I've heard many stories there are many Neil Adams stories his yeah. son used to work with uh, with us at Art Asylum, mm. um, yeah. Did did Neil say anything interesting?
0: He he was so happy to see my dad, and he was like, you know, giving big hugs and like got all teary eyed and stuff. And you know, the artist life is not always a happy one. Yeah. You know, and that's the shame of it. You know. And who is this? Is this the 19-year-old? No, this, this is
1: Fozzie. Now that the studio has no door, oh. Fozzie comes and yells. And the only way to stop for yelling is to pick him up. So oh. we, we, we had a door that we would keep him on the other side. But Fozzie will not be contained.
0: I didn't even hear him.
1: Oh, then I shouldn't but have picked him up.
0: No, you didn't even have <laughs> me. He have just it works
1: him. very closely. <laughs> he could have kicked him and nobody would have known the difference. So uh, the first question I have for you in this podcast <laughs> Oh, <laughs> how has quarantine been going? You have like created like a bunch of different initiatives. You've been you've been busy. Are you working? Are you happy? Yeah,
0: quarantine couldn't have happened to a happier gal. I gotta be <laughs> honest. Like I'm, I was thrilled. I I walked out of work on March 16th and I said, "See you in the summer." And at that point, I I thought the summer was so far away, and now I never want to go back. I i i'm so happy to be in my house and and never ever 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 leave ever again
1: yeah kind of like
0: (laughs) i i started a charity right or actually a fundraiser right and that uh, we i i don't know why i did this but i I got twisted and i was like i gotta i I gotta do something i can't just sit here and i I have two jobs so i and that's not enough
1: and two kids
0: and two kids right but they barely need me. They just want. Oh, the yeah. They're food.
1: at that point where they don't need you. I don't know what that's like.
0: It's they, stupendous. They just
1: always need me. Like, I don't, I can't get a sentence out without somebody needing something.
0: Yeah. It's going to end soon. And then you're going to be like, I used to have a nine-year-old. Where did that kid go?
1: Yeah. But right then, now I'm like, I used to be in high school. Where did that go? So
0: <laughs> Yeah. It's very sad. But, oh, so, so I started this fundraiser and my, uh, with this, this woman I just met, I had just met her in February. And for some reason we connected and I was like, we should start something because people are going to need help. I don't know why I did this. And so we decided that people should donate the the car fare that they're not using to neighbors who are out of work, right? Every day. And if we get enough people to donate $5, which is the express bus fare, actually $6, or round-trip um, you know, train fare, which is, again, like around $5, then that could be a lot of money at the end of the day. So we put a cap at $500, and we donated $500 every day to somebody who another friend put up as a like, sort of a beneficiary. And at the end of two months, we raised a total of $20,000. It was wow. just craziness, right? Yeah. And then after the two months, you know, when we hit the $20,000 mark, the beneficiary started to dwindle and other charities on Staten Island, other fundraisers in my community popped up and I kind of didn't want to take it away from them. They were mm-hmm. feeding um, frontline workers. By that point, two months in, like things, re- you know, really started to hit the fan. So we just directed all of our efforts to that. And then we shut that down. And then uh, it, that would bring us to June, right? March, April, May, June. My A uh, friend of mine, Her name is Camila. She is the executive director of another charity that I'm involved with called Youth Build, right? And they train kids that have aged out of foster care to have jobs and be employable. So I work with kids in foster care all the time. So I just dovetails quite nicely with everything. So this program um, gets kids who are eligible their GED teaches them how to be construction certified so they can go on a construction site and actually be employed, Um, get retail training so that they can do get retail jobs and stuff like that. So she said, you know, there really is no minority women business association on Staten Island that certifies minority women businesses to do business with the state and the federal government. We should start one. So I was like, okay, okay. Fine, I got nothing better to do, and so she. Did. I love it.
1: I love that your your social circle includes people who are like, I'm bored. Let's start a charity.
0: Yeah, <laughs> the, right. The the two women that I actually became friends with as of late. Right, this is yeah. what
1: we do. M- most <laughs> of the audience of this podcast says, "I'm bored. Let's play HeroClix." That's as yeah. far as they go. I
0: know. I, I these are the circles I run, and what can I tell you? But I, I. I decided that, like, when the universe puts something in front of me, I'm just gonna say yes to it. Basically, <laughs> I understand where that can go, but
1: <laughs> yeah. it's a it's a pretty big universe. <laughs> it's a pretty big universe. I, but, I um, think it was put something in front of me. Was it was where you went she, off track?
0: She would fit perfectly in this conversation. You don't find these kind of chicks, like you know, very often, just at the grocery store. Oh, this She's is like, the friend you kept. I kept her. Yeah. She calls us and and people like us misfit toys because and also she sometimes calls us superheroes because we have oh no she calls us X Men because we uh, we have like alter egos and we get things done but kind of all behind the scenes and like we c- we can put on the facade of a normal person <laughs> mm. we know how to act normal but like behind the scenes like we're like total nutballs and mm. listening to the cure and crying about our high school boyfriends that we'd ever had and blah, blah, blah. Right. That's the. but she's definitely one of the wine mommies and I'm a hundred percent not. So then, so we started the MWBA actually, right before I got on the phone with you, I just was in a town hall with our city's comptroller to try to get information about how we can certify our members be minority women businesses so that they can be eligible for these kinds of contracts
1: so this is more of a long-term kind of thing
0: oh yeah this is gonna this is for the long run so because what happens is I'm like you know this is also something that I'm just learning about too and I was like why do you need to be certified what are they trying to do but um, the city does business with small businesses But those small businesses have to be certified. And the city also has to do a certain amount of business with minority-owned businesses. So um, if if you're certified, then it makes you eligible for those contracts. And those contracts pay. And once a private person knows that you're city certified, then that will make you be able to make more money. And so it supports businesses and blah, blah, Mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. So then... I decided that this is a good idea. I should start a nonprofit, and so I did.
1: Wait, another one? Yeah. <laughs> you have a You have like a. You're like small business addiction. Yeah, it's true. This <laughs> is like do. the fourth thing you've done in quarantine.
0: Yeah, it's oh, in quarantine for sure, right? Yeah, but this one I'm going to like roll it out pretty slowly. I just I. I filed my articles of incorporation and um, we'll see where it goes from there. That's all I'm going to say for now. i going to be all coy. Right. But it's nothing as fun as, you know, writing a television sitcom or anything yeah. like that.
1: We, but yeah. who knows what can happen? <laughs> you know, yeah, you don't know. This might turn into a television sitcom.
0: Who could say? Yeah, but cause... I will say this. I, I named it. I'll tell you the name. The name of it is Soleo Vitae. Okay. It it turns out that my last name, Sileo means restart in Latin. I had no idea. So the company is. So at some point, your whole
1: family was a computer that needed to be unplugged and then plugged back in again.
0: Right, our family crest is that button, that (laughs) thing.
1: (laughs) It's a it's a three prong plug halfway out of a wall outlet. (laughs) (laughs) That's us. That's (laughs) us. I thought
0: it was silent. I thought that delayo mean, meant silent, which was way more ironic and funny. But yeah, it turns out no, it means yeah. restart. Which all right, I'll take it. I'll which this
1: story's done a number of times. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> uh, what so else? What else? What have you been? What have you been watching besides Rick and Morty? What? Now that we're like four months into. Now, now that we're four months into um, quarantine, one of the things I did was like, I was watching, I was like, oh, great, I can work at home. I can watch stuff every day. And then I realized it was going to go on. And I was like, I don't watch something long. I got to watch like a yeah. series I wanted to watch from beginning to end for a while. So I started watching Star Trek Deep Space Nine. Yeah, it was set- Yeah, I watched, I think, I'd never seen all of it when it was on because they moved it around a lot. And then I think I rented the DVDs. It was like 10 years ago and finally saw the whole series. And it has a continuing story, so you want to watch. It's like oh, right. it's like 90s shows where, like the X-Files, where they were starting to have season arcs. Yeah. But there's like 170 of those, and I finished it last week. And then, and then it was like looking at the edge of a cliff, I was like, there's more quarantine. There's just, now there's just <laughs> endless quarantine. <laughs> I, thought I, I, I thought 170 episodes would get me through quarantine. Good. So now we're going to have to do The
0: Simpsons. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's such a great problem to have. It Clearly is. for me, having nothing to do is a problem. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, you're only running four businesses. <laughs> I like it. I like At a time business. when small businesses cannot exist.
0: I know, I know, right? Isn't it crazy? <laughs> it's, like, I, I, I was so happy when quarantine started because I want to stay home, right? How does this work? But I really don't like to do nothing. Yeah, no, I think ultimately what I want is it's not that I want to do nothing, it's that I want to do what I want to do.
1: Right. And part of, I totally agree, part of what I don't want to do is commute.
0: That is the number one thing I don't want to do. And the
1: second thing I don't want to do is sit in an open office plan.
0: And I, the whole of getting back to what we were talking about before you started recording, which is like getting along with the other humans. Yeah. It's a, I don't, you know, that long walk towards each other in the hallway.
1: Oh, there's dread involved in that.
0: W- uh, what happens now? Do oh, I yeah. say, hello. Do I look at the ground? Do I do a nod? Yeah. Do you do the eyebrow raise? And the this? eyebrow
1: wave. that's exactly, I always do the, the eyebrow wave and the nod. Just... Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It looks like, um, yeah, the best like eyebrow moral.
1: The best eyebrow nod wave, wave I ever got in my life was when I was uh, working at the Improv and handing out flyers for the Improv, and we'd stand out in Times Square. Um, I knew it was time to leave. Uh, well, my friend Mike, who's actually the head writer of Full with Samantha B. now, who's just Donna like Covel's ago, um, we were handing out flyers, and I tried to fight a guy for eating at us. <laughs> I said, what "Did, what Did that guy?" I said, "Did that guy just try to eat at us?" And he's like, that's not a thing. And I that's yeah, what are you saying even? I, you I handed him a flyer as a stand-up comedy and he had a sandwich and like goes, ah. Oh. And I was like, that guy ate at me. <laughs> 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 that's not what I do. It was time to go. Oh but the best, but one night I'm there like in the rain outside the MTV building, stand-up comedy, stand-up comedy, stand, and Paul F Tompkins comes by and walks by and gives me the eyebrow nod. How did you recognize him? Because he's Paul Tompkins. He's got a dapper little mustache, and he's a comedian. Oh, I don't know who that is. Why oh, he's he? on every podcast. He does a lot of Bob's Burgers. He is the guy that makes documentaries on Bob's Burgers. But which that will doesn't not help you me picture why him. you would remember. Did you, watch, did you watch BoJack Horseman? No. You need to watch BoJack Horseman, because it's, it's, it's everything that you are. It's an animated series about depression. Yeah, and, <laughs> and about somebody that used to have a TV show and doesn't anymore. My, and who is it? Who's the uh, who's Paul the Will Arnett? It's Bo Jack Will Martin. Arnett. I my son made me watch this too. He should really be on this. Yeah, but pull up Tompkins is is a major character on that one too. All
0: right. All right. So two animation television shows is the reason why you were able to recognize him. Got it.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm a com- yes. and I'm a comedy nerd. I, <laughs> right. Try to find out what everybody's written and where they've been, because that's yeah,
0: that's starting to happen now, right? I realize you know you you see the truth in who you are and in what has become of your children. Okay. <laughs> okay. This so is
1: terrifying me. It's Do terrifying,
0: go on. right? Like what? So my son is big into movies and big into television shows, and he is now following like creating little film festivals for himself based on writers or directors oh, wow. cool. or genres yeah now I'm like oh did I do this because I often catch myself saying you know Aaron Sorkin you're <laughs> like
1: oh no what have I done I've created I line. do that all the time like I said now that Ben and I are watching everything uh I interrupt every show with with you recognize that guy <laughs> he's yeah. like, he's like, what? Well, I'm like, remember the used car dealer in that episode of Seinfeld? That's that guy. Now, <laughs> now he's Larry Sanders I did that last week. Was um, uh, I was watching a Dick Van Dyke show, and a guy showed up on a guy doing a guest spot, like one of those fifties car- character yeah. actors that did like yeah. seven Twilight Zones, and then like one Star Trek, and he was like playing Buddy's brother, and I yell, "I like, yell, Ben, get in here, get in here, get in here." And he's like, oh, I go, you recognize that guy? And he's like, no. I'm like, that guy was Hank's agent on Larry Sanders 35 years later. <laughs> like a middle-aged guy. I'm like, imagine that guy really, really old. <laughs> he was the happiest I was that day.
0: I do this all the time to the kids. <laughs> they don't Literally like it With the much. character assets. I know.
1: Yeah, I so love now,
0: it. So he, now he's forcing his girlfriend to do the same thing. Like he's created this film festival and then like, they'll watch a movie and then they'll come upstairs and we'll have dinner. And I have a whole interview about, so she's never seen star Wars, which I I know, but here's the thing.
1: I I worked with somebody um, that I am still friends with, but this was three years ago. She said she never saw star Wars. The next day I came in with the DVD. I never saw that DVD again. <laughs> I'm pretty sure she's never seen Star Wars.
0: Probably not. It's nah. like he's dating out of his own religion, which he is, but that's the thing I care about more. He's trying that to she's grow. Never seen Star Wars. <laughs> right. So now he shows us Star Wars. And and so then now I have to do like a full interrogation, mm-hmm. like a debriefing. I am like, what'd you think? Uh, I yeah, got yeah, yeah. all the stuff. So she's like, good." she's like the sweetest thing. It's like it was good, it was exciting, but she's already seen movies that have been produced in 2020. So, yeah, 1970s. It, it's so hard.
1: I find the hardest movie really to ex- the hardest movie to explain that to anyone is showing somebody Die Hard for the first time. Because they're because when somebody watches Die Hard now, they go, "This is just every cliche I've seen in any action movie ever." And I'm like, "But this, none of them were done before. This they're is really creating- the dawn." Oh, <laughs> yippee ki Come out to the coast. We'll have a few last. <laughs> my favorite <laughs> review I ever give to anybody, I had a friend who was a stand-up comic who had seen Indiana Jones and Temple of Doom, but had never seen Raiders of the Lost Ark. What the fuck? That's the face I made, and then I made him watch it. And it was like the, I think it was the summer uh, Crystal Skull had come out. So Indiana Jones was on all the time, and I'm like, yeah. we, we gotta get this over. And Raiders of the Lost Ark is my favorite movie. It's perfect. That's it. They're not gonna make, a more, they're not gonna make another movie better than that. We're done.
0: You didn't happen to see the episode that we've talked about this, uh,
1: the episode
0: of um, Big Bang Theory.
1: Well, I know the theory that Indiana Jones does nothing, but I I maintain that makes that movie better because he works so hard and he gets his ass kicked (laughs) and it doesn't even matter. It's true. It's why Rocky is so awesome, right? He's just in the way. He went the distance though, right? Yeah. And the other thing. and, And the limits he went to. Like, just everybody remembers the boulder and the snake yes. pit. There is a point where they're held up by a German submarine, and his decision is to swim across the ocean and hang on to the top of the submarine, and then it goes to a map where it shows to go around Africa. Yes. <laughs> like, he's hanging on for continents. It's such an homage to
0: the movies of the 30s, but, but here's the other things that are right about this movie that you might not have noticed. because deep down inside I am a woman right and it's it's Han Solo yeah in a sexy fedora hat running around in the desert right so that's what's happening
1: well it's Han Han Solo without everyone that was worse than Han Solo in Star Wars
0: getting in the way of
1: Han Solo yes and what if it was just Han Solo and and the whole world went yes we'll make him a star until he's 80 yes yes we all agree (laughs) <laughs> and
0: then the other thing is, is that the leading lady, not blonde, which is always important to me, which is ah, why Star Wars, huh? that's interesting.
1: right? interesting, yeah.
0: It goes all the way back to Nova.
1: Well, Princess Leia wasn't blonde.
0: That's why that movie she's is she's a genius movie. She's not blonde. She's not wearing a bikini, at least not in the yeah. first one.
1: Well, Nova's right? not blonde, but she's definitely wearing a bikini.
0: It's true. But, you know, what are you going to do? At least she's not blonde, <laughs> Right. You little, take the good, uh, you take the bad. The, <laughs> example, in, in the era of Sarah Fawcett, you have Nova, right? Yeah. The little, you know, green colored girl in Fentonhurst who sees nobody like her on TV. There's Nova, she can't talk. All right, well, you take what you can get, yeah. So, yes, yeah. no, uh, brunette leading lady Harrison Ford put them together. By, on by the way, kick. is
1: there a better opening for any leading lady? than her then her, drink, then, he, then her drinking a puppet. guy under the table. Yes! He drinks like the Ned Beatty of Tibet under the table. <laughs> that scene is so good. I mean, I know the whole movie backwards and forwards, but that scene is so good that when I get really, really drunk, <laughs> when I get really drunk, if we're doing shots. That's how you do it? No, at some point, I will look up from the table and go, the <laughs> Nobody knows why I'm saying it, but I know and I like me better then. <laughs> you
0: flip the glass upside down. Yeah. My question oh. is always wrong.
1: <laughs> 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 Was she faking the whole time? No, she is. I, I noticed this. She is a blistering alcoholic. Blistering. Because that's how she drinks. Belloc under the table in the tent and then she pulls the knife on because she could just put it away and, and pretend she, like she's drunk and just her, be like, her last line in the entire movie in the entire movie when they take the arc away is you want to drink you know <gasps> drink she's an alcoholic indy made her an alcoholic So <laughs> well, what else was she
0: gonna do <laughs> yeah. thank you
1: yeah she was she was already in delta house
0: my poor son i had before he was able to watch animal house see this is what i mean when i'm saying i'm like I'm, i don't know what i'm doing to this child before he was allowed to watch animal house not because of the r rating and the wild gratuitous explicit sex yeah he had to watch the documentary and the movie about doug kenny oh
1: i love that movie with will forte's doug kenny
0: yes How He had to watch good and is that there was, there, it's called a, what is it called? A useless and futile gesture?
1: Yes, a stupid, had to yeah, watch, yeah, stupid and futile gesture. A stupid
0: and futile gesture. He had to watch that. But there's a corresponding documentary about Doug Kenny and the Harvard Lampoon and um, National Lampoon, the radio show, and then how they stole the idea for, well, how they allegedly stole the idea for, he had to watch both, my poor kids. I
1: think, I, I think that was on the Animal House DVD. I feel like I saw that as an extra on something. Oh, but and that. then
0: he was allowed to watch Animal House. And then he was allowed to watch War. Fi- I had to say, that's uncanny. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Walker,
1: Walker used to say to me when we were like six and nine, and we watched the TV cut, and he's like the he's like the best line in Animal is What the hell we're supposed to do, you moron? To do you moron he And then eventually I was himself. like, that's a guy that wrote it. <laughs> that's why he gets to say it. That's why the writers are great. Yep. And uh, then the thing, the thing I like best about stupid gesture is that they got Joel McHale to play Chevy Chase as yes. like, yes. as, as payback for the five years Chevy Chase and was community. on Community. Yeah. I'm like, if anybody knows what Chevy Chase is like.
0: For sure. Absolutely. I have a friend who thinks that Chevy Chase is not funny. He's just tall and he gets the credit.
1: I was just watching a community where, uh, they, there was a bit where he like turns the soft serve on and he can't turn it off. And he's trying to like keep it in the cone and then get other cones. And I just said to Ben, I just turned to Ben. I was like, say what you will about Chevy Chase gifted, physical comedian. Yeah,
0: I, I, I tried to prove the theory. Right. I did try to prove it. Right. Yeah. Because for some reason I have a, a, it's not for some reason, it's because of Howard Stern in the eighties and the feud that he had with Howard Stern. Right. So well, I, like Chase I had a feud with everybody. I know, and I want to not like him, but who cares, right? His comedy is good, like his work is good, so
1: whatever. Yeah, I mean, you can't take the good stuff away. I mean, if you're, but if you're going to talk about tall and funny, I mean, you put John Cleese way ahead of Chevy Chase. If you want to see somebody move their body weird and be all tall and gangly.
0: But is it that we're giving him credit that he's not due?
1: No, I think we've just given him the exact amount amount of credit. I think we both just said he's a good physical comedian. He was good outside he, from Saturday Night Live, and then his first run, like the Caddyshack, great is great. Yeah, you know it. And it will week. always be great. They, and he does this thing even
0: in Community, like his face. He, yeah. he 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 does subtlety so
1: well. You know what ruined? You know what ruined him in Community for me though. I What's ju- that? I found out there was a, there was an episode because they all hated him, and he <laughs> got Dan Harmon fired, which gave us Rick and Morty. Wait, did you not know Please. this? You're making. You make a Do face? not know this. No. At the third at the third uh, season wrap party, Dan Harmon got up and led the whole party into a "fuck you Chevy" chant. <gasps> and Chevy said that was uncalled for. My son was there, and Dan Harmon said your son's fucking forty. <laughs> and <then he> complained <laughs> to NBC, and NBC was going to side with the star over the creator, so Dan Harmon was fired. But then. As soon as Dan Harmon gets fired, Cartoon Network calls him up and says, anything you want to make. And he's like, oh, yeah, I know this guy, Justin Roiland, who made who, who made a short video about Doc Brown sucking Marty's balls. I know. My Let's God. do that as a series. Let's do that. Yeah. And then they brought him back for a community anyway because it, was it wasn't going well without him. But what really ruined me, not only that story, was I found out there's, – so there's an episode when Dan Harmon comes back or – when he when he's gone there's an episode where everybody shows up and it's like it's uh, like abed's fantasy so everything's weird <laughs>
0: yeah
1: and they didn't want chevy chase to be there so chevy chase was played by fred willard for one scene and
0: that then i so found awesome. out
1: i found out that fred willard was the second choice for pierce and that for oh. pierce and then i'm just like yeah and if it was fred willard it probably would have been better you
0: think it would have been better
1: because he would yes. have been no, yes, okay, I and more clueless. He uh, would have yes. still been racist, but he wouldn't know why. Like, Fred Willard in Best in Show is maybe the greatest single performance of any single actor. Because he just doesn't understand why he's there. He, bon, uh, bon,
0: uh, bon anima, right? Rest in peace, Fred Willard. Yeah. I got to cross myself again. I really love
1: Fred Willard this year.
0: What a! Oh, I fell in love with him uh, on
1: Real People. Yeah, Real People. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. It. Real People, but, which I always confuse with That's Incredible. Because they I were- came on after. <laughs> I thought one was CBS and one was NBC and they were put on against each other.
0: That, no, it, it couldn't have been because I definitely watched both of them and I was not allowed to touch the remote control. I was the little sister.
1: Was real people the one where they got desperate and put Peter Billingsley on there just because he had made Christmas Story?
0: It's possible. <laughs> they made
1: him host it.
0: And they Kip Henry, Sarah Purcell.
1: Yeah. Brand and Tartican. Fred
0: Willard. And who?
1: Brandon Attar- No, Fran no. like I Fran think was, that's incredible. Harkington?
0: By- no, Byron Allen.
1: A- Byron Allen was definitely. Byron definitely, Allen. Yeah. Yes. But yeah, Byron, Byron Allen all owns everything movies. now. Byron Allen owns oh, like knew. a thousand TV channels. He was on, on Mark Maron. He's like, yeah, buy TV channels. <laughs> I, I went
0: down a rabbit hole of trying to research real people and I <laughs> found that out about it.
1: <laughs> he used to have these shows. He would do these press junkets and then they would put them on at three in the morning. And, and that's how you knew you had stayed out too late. Yeah. Because you came home and I Byron so Allen... Cool. Byron Allen's what? talking to Tom Arnold. <laughs> and you're just poor,
0: like... Poor Byron am- Allen. He was the least funniest cast member on that. What happened to Byron There's Allen? Oh, true.
1: my God! You know what? That brings me back to Carl Reiner. You know, Carl <laughs> Reiner wrote... You know, Carl Reiner created the Dick Van Dyke show for himself. Yeah. And, and uh, I just read this. You can find the original pilot. It was on the DVDs. And I think they put it on iTunes. But it was called, like, Head of the House. Yeah. Uh, and... It was a pilot that didn't sell. And then Sheldon Leonard found it. Sheldon Leonard, who was a huge producer in the 50s and 60s, but also Nick in It's a Wonderful Life. Get me, I'm giving out wings. Get me, I'm
0: giving out wings. Right, right. Okay, go ahead.
1: Produced the Dick Van Dyke show. And he's uh, so he said, the, the famous story was, he read all the scripts and he said, He's like, no, this is genius. We can, get, we can sell it. And Carl Ryan is like, no. He's like, it already, they already passed. He goes, don't worry. We'll get a better actor to play you. <laughs> and then they put Dick Van Dyke and Mary Tyler Moore in that show. that show. I was watching it today and I realized they usually go for the joke you expect. Yeah. But it always lands so perfectly that you laugh anyway. You, you laugh at the elegance. It's like a, the dance. I just like how perfectly they place the joke.
0: But- that I think is also, well, two, like maybe two things are happening, right? Our own nostalgia for that kind of
1: comedy. Mm-hmm. And then. And it's the end of that kind of comedy because there's so many people like, there's so many people in tuxedos going, Hey, ladies of germs, like on that. Right, and right. Every time I watch it, I'm like, Lenny Bruce killed all of you. <laughs> But that's why we love the Muppet Show so much
0: because yeah. it's that same thing, right? I it's like ju- this living room, yep. uh, Catskill Jewish comedy thing that we all like grew up on as much as we ate life cereal. You know, it's oh, all I, yeah, feels the same. I
1: realized, my I hold my entire life to the Muppet Show. Everything I learned about comedy and music comes <laughs> from the Muppet Show. Like the way I time a joke and any song I hear, like, Every now and then you'll hear a song on the radio that was like a one hit wonder and you're like, I love this song. Why do I love this song? I don't even know who did it. And you're like, oh yeah, two chickens did it. <laughs> it's true. Yeah.
0: I always call myself green instead of olive because I want it. Because my skin tone it's is- it's not easy. Because it's not easy. I'd rather be more yeah. like Kermit than ultimately like Nova. right?
1: Yeah, there you go. You're-
0: I love frogs. They're my favorite. Yeah, and I'm trying to make the logo for my new company Frog. We'll see
1: what <laughs> happens. The best laugh I ever got is at an open mic, when I used to do open mics all the time, sometimes that can be really grueling because everybody's seen everybody a million times and it's Monday night. And there was one, there was one day, I remember I had one joke that worked. It was like the- the whole set? Yeah, because I had a bunch of new jokes. And the only joke okay. that worked was, it was the day the last Harry Potter came out. And I and. My joke was, I'm not into spoilers, but this book is called Harry Potter and the Death of Harry Potter. <laughs> that joke I like, and nothing else worked. And, and then I just looked at everybody in the crowd, it was all comics. I was like, You ever walk up here thinking you're George Carlin? You walk out of here thinking you're Fozzie Bear? <laughs> the whole place erupted. That's great. It's, it's just that that immediately there's a line Fozzie says in the Muppet movie when he's bombing. You know when he he's like he's like there was a guy so fat and a, that guy breaks a bottle and he's like he was so fat everyone liked him and nothing happened <laughs> but they're all scree- cool. they're all screaming and Kermit's making his way to the stage and I listen to exactly what Frank Oz is saying and he says he goes he goes please I try so hard he goes, he goes I'm a professional I've had three performances you're killing me yeah my inner critic is Statler and Waldorf. I, I have my them, whole life.: I had them over my desk for years and then I realized it probably wasn't helping me create my best work.
0: Yeah, I'm looking around right now. I don't have anything fun or inspiring, or as fun or inspiring. I, here, I have this. This is a mm-hmm. set of Mickey Ears that I made myself.:
1: No: And it be- they're like well, Easter be- Mickey Ears.
0: Here, they are yeah, flowers. Yeah. I wanted, I wanted Mickey ears that weren't obviously Mickey ears, but also were a crown. So I made them for myself on my last trip to Disney World, which was just a few <laughs> months ago, actually.
1: Right before quarantine.
0: Right uh, in November.
1: Did you and, go to Galaxy's oh, Edge?
0: Yes. Oh,
1: that was my big 2021 trip, and now I don't even know if I'm going to do it. Okay. Let me say this. I made the leap to hyperspace.
0: I'm amazing. We had to go on the ride twice so that mommy could do it twice and everybody else could take a shot too. Okay. I have been, uh, it's it just, my mind is completely blown. The boy got the very expensive lightsaber thing, which you totally have to get, even though it's really expensive. It's the whole experience, it has to be done. I actually said to two stormtroopers that these are not the droids you're looking for. They called me a disgrace to the Jedi, but that's okay. I'm so excited. It was, it was the most amazing thing ever. And other people, posers, were just not, you know, they were like walking around with their like Star Wars stuff. And I was just like, wow, this is really amazing. And if I didn't hate Disney for commercializing this as much as they have, I would have enjoyed it more. But I don't yeah. even think it's possible.
1: I heard a great thing about Star Wars I was listening to Danny Gould's podcast. Dan uh, the new episode they were talking, about, he was talking about uh, Star Wars with his guest, and they said something that encapsulated perfectly because I was always on the side of Disney with Star Wars, and I'm like, Disney has the resources to push it. Yes. Disney is putting it back where it belongs. I loved Force Awakens because I felt like the mission state statement of Force Awakens was, "We are the original trilogy, we are not the prequels," and I thought, yes. did it perfectly. It showed me, yeah, we like Star Wars, why you like Star Wars, and right. then. All of the other movies I liked um and but I liked like a little less every time, and then they were saying on that podcast is like the one thing Disney never does is surprise you.'re mm. so always gonna take chances and then i'm and then I'm like, well, what about Marvel? The Marvel movies have been great? I'm like, yeah, but now we're twenty in, yeah, like did anything like at the end of Endgame, and I loved Endgame, and I cried my eyes out, but, like, didn't all the characters end up where you thought they were going to, like, you kind of know that, like, Chris Evans and Robert Downey Jr. were going to be done? And-
0: I'll tell you what my big brother did to me, to what? ruin it for me. He doesn't have, you know what's so funny is that, like, I'm the only girl in my family, I have a brother in front and a brother behind, mm. and I'm the geek that's into all of this stuff, neither yeah. one of them really cared about it. But my big brother was like, Meh, nah, there's a bad guy. He's got a thing. He's going to ruin the, he's going to blow up the world with it. The good guy's got to get it from him. I've seen that movie. I'm like, you're a dick. Every movie. And now that's it. That's all of the movies. Yeah,
1: that, that, you, you could just ignore that. I mean, you, that, you can't ignore that. The yes, man's you can. Because this, this is, it. break down what he said. What he literally said to you was like, there's a hero and there's a villain. And they fight. <laughs> That is every movie. That's fine. Yeah, now, if fine. He had, if you had watched Lord of the Rings with him and he said, come on, it's another little guy with jewelry. He doesn't like it. He's trying to melt it. <laughs> How many times have we seen that? We've seen it three times. That's what we're saying.
0: It's, it's, it's such a classic Big Brother thing
1: to do that. Yeah. You know? oh, oh, this is the thing you like? Let me tell you why it sucks. But
0: here's one thing I will say. The Han Solo movie?
1: Sucks. Solo. The three things I wanted to see, mm-hmm. I was satisfied with. I, Go ahead. I wanted to see how Hansel met Chewbacca. I wanted mm-hmm. to see how he got the Millennium Falcon from Lando. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to see what the Kessel Run was. I was satisfied mm-hmm. with those three things. I could give a shit less about the rest of it. Decent cast. Woody Harrelson was good. Paul Bettany was good. But you're right. It's, it's a movie that's hard to rewatch. Why do we have to have the girl?
0: And Solo wasn't the
1: asshole that I know and love. No, he could not live out the whole time I was watching Aiden Ehrenbeck as Han Solo. All I thought of was River Phoenix. River Phoenix nails Harrison Ford for 10 minutes in Last Crusade in a way that this guy can't do for a whole movie.
0: Yes, and it made me so sad. Like, I just, I don't.
1: But Donald Glover is Lando.
0: That I know, and that made up. For there's it. a petition.
1: There's a petition to have like a Lando TV series on Disney Plus. I will say, Mandalorian will help you with Star Wars because it's
0: Mandalorian you know
1: good. Man- the thing I love about Mandalorian, I've said this before. John Favreau is like our age, and he's from Queen. yeah, yeah. Like he's totally us. He gets it. I know. I know. And I was watching the second episode, and there's a whole battle where the Mandalorians fighting a whole sandcrawler full of Jawas. And he's like, he's like climbing up the side and Jawas are popping out and trying to shoot him and he's throwing the Jawas. And I was, and I said out loud, this is the live action version of a kid playing with Kenner Star Wars figures. Yeah. It's like, this is exactly, yeah. if you, if I was 11 and you gave me Boba Fett, Jawas mm-hmm. and sent me to the beach, to uh, rock uh, yes. this is exactly what I would do. And yes. that's why I love this. You know. I
0: can't watch Star Wars anymore and not just think about the toys. They were so great, those toys.
1: Well, the toys were the center of our universe as Gen Xers. Yeah. Like, I don't, know, I don't know what any alien's name is in a movie, but I know who Walrus Man and Snaggletooth are, and Kenner made those names up.
0: Kenner. Damn Kenner. I know.
1: Now Where they're are ha- they now? Oh, they're Hasbro now. Hasbro bought Kenner, and they're just pumping out Marvel and Star Wars toys all the time. And I got it. this is what I have behind me when you show me your Disney ears. It's a little far for the camera, but I've been getting rid of a lot of my big figures. But in my office, I have Who's that? I have the David Tennant Doctor Who, okay. I have then John Luke Picard, then okay. Spider-Man, then Tony right. Stark. And I realized why do I have all these behind me as opposed to Statlin Waldorf order me? And I realized because mm-hmm. these are four guys who are all too smart for their own good. <gasps> oh. Wait, don't move it yet. All right. Mm. I, they're, yeah, they're still going to stick figures.
0: All right. I'll see your action right, figures. Right. And I'll raise you a copy of Pimp by Iceberg <laughs> Swim. Glory <laughs> of my I life. Like that. <laughs>
1: I want, you know what? I want to I will. The next time I have to give a presentation, I just want to slam that down on the table and say exactly the way you said it. Say it one more time. A copy of Pimp by Iceberg Smith.
0: <laughs> the story of my life. No Where do I get the inspiration to start a bunch of little businesses? From, From iceberg swim himself, That's all I am is a pimp.
1: All right, on that note, um, uh, I know you, you're, your personal social accounts are usually pretty personal, but where can people find the many charities? How can people contact with these organizations and things you got going on?
0: I am my finally, I am myself on Facebook, right? Okay. I'm Michelle Saleo And you were Mazcanata
1: for like three years.
0: I was Mazcanata. And then I got afraid. I was like, maybe George Lucas is not going to like this. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was Divo Andari for years. And Divo Andari, if you didn't know, means no. I got to go in Italian.
1: I did not know what it meant. I, I, <laughs> I just had to train myself. To know that I was diva? Yeah. There was, it was, so awesome. We were watching 30 Rock, and it was like, 30 Rock had some of the greatest jokes I'd ever seen in my life. Uh, but there, there, was, there was an episode where Alan Aldo was uh, Alec Baldwin's father, hmm. and he had to give him a kidney. So then they would go to see Dr. Spaceman, who's Jerry, on Rick and Morty. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Chris Parnell, and yeah, yeah, he goes, Chris and he's looking at them. He goes, he's like, so he's like, so Jack, when you get a kidney from your father, he's like, no, 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 it's the opposite way. He's like, oh, all right, down all the goes. I'd really appreciate if you rewrite the form. No, I'll be fine. Opposite, opposite. <laughs> You're
0: so good, Chris
1: Parnell. Yeah, and then later in the episode, he goes, so we'll get you all set up, and we'll get your father's kidney in you. And he's like. He's like, no, that's the other way around it. He goes, that's not what this form says.
0: <laughs> it's just so
1: beautifully put together. I, I was just watching a Simpsons that I really didn't like from this season, but it had one good joke was uh, Todd Flanders comes running in <laughs> to Ned. And he goes, he goes, daddy, daddy, I just saw 30 rock. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, did you do it on purpose? No. He goes, that's all right. He goes, so can I watch it? Just Kenneth's son. She has just, just Kenneth. Just <laughs> Kenneth? Yes. All right. How can we find 15? your stuff?
0: Okay. So Facebook, Michelle Saleo, S-I-L-E-O. S-I-L-O. And then I'm on the Twitter, verified and followed by none other than the voice of Linda Belcher, John Roberts. I'm Michelle Saleo one, the number one after it.
1: I think it's going to come as a surprise to many of our listeners that you are not the voice of Linda Belcher. The <laughs> when you tell me how much you love Bob's Burgers one yeah that makes sense. <laughs> All right. <laughs> And if you want to follow me, I'm at Not on My Book on Twitter and Instagram. That's the official Caffeinated Comics social networking feed. You can also go to our Facebook page, facebook.com caffeinatedcomics, where we post all the news that's going on. And you can also listen to the show. If you're not subscribed already, you can subscribe through iTunes, Stitcher, or Spotify. Or you can go to radiomisfits.com. We're right there in the lifestyle tab. We'll talk to you next week.